Hello there, and welcome to the Roots of Networking podcast brought to you by Hamilton Barnes. Here at Hamilton Barnes, we're a specialist recruitment consultancy in the technology space, covering everything from enterprise networking, telecoms, security, fiber, and more. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Roots of Networking podcast. Uh, my name's Lewis Parrott. Uh, I'm a principal uh, IP network consultant here at Hamilton Barnes. Um, and today I'd like to introduce a special guest, uh, Philip Clark who's the 5G business development lead uh, at Nokia. Uh, Philip has been working with Nokia for over 30 years in a variety of different roles and projects, including uh, rolling out 5G uh, to the UK. So um, we're obviously yeah, excited to kind of hear about his journey uh, in the networking space uh, and ask him a few questions. So uh, yeah, welcome, welcome Philip. Thanks, thanks Lewis, great to be here and uh... Just, just to let you know, most people call me Phil. By the way, I know my profile is Philip, but most people call me Phil. Oh, so for, for this, for right, this chat, it's fine. Phil, <laughs> it is okay. No worries, then, Phil. So, um, yeah, obviously, as I mentioned to you, obviously, prior to the the recording, we we'll just kind of cover off um, a few questions around your past, present, and future, and some quick fire sure. questions at the end. Sure. Um, obviously, we'll start off start off with past makes the most sense. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you sort of? get into your your current position um as the 5g business development lead at nokia then how did it sort of come about so um so if we go back in time mm. then lewis so my, i've got a technical background so yeah i started off doing a technical apprenticeship at the ministry yeah. of defense mm. and basically uh joined nokia in 92 and mm in a technical role and then progressed through into a number of different sales roles across basically different technology areas whether it's in the fixed domain or mobile domain mm. and um in i guess in 2014 i started leading activities in or business development into a tier one operator and then from 2016 which was kind of the start, if you like, five, where five people became more aware of 5G and that it was coming around the yeah. corner. Then I started really, uh, I guess, focusing on the 5G business development. And it, it's been it's been a really interesting journey. And that, what I'm specifically looking at now is, I, I guess, really the, the use cases around 5G. And maybe we can talk about more about that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Just um, yeah, obviously, like leaving on from that, then I guess yeah, it'd be good to kind of run through that. I mean, are you finding there are any particular use cases that are people are more interested than others? I know, like I spoke to a few people around like, see, private networks is quite a, quite a yeah, hot topic absolutely. right now. So absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, you know, so we've obviously launched with five G. Main use case is you know enhanced mobile broadband that. That's yeah. great. Um, and then enabling 5G private wireless, that's a that's a key activity. But actually, you know, 5G is more than just data speeds. It provides low latency as well. OK, yeah. so that enables other use cases, um, which then expands, I guess, you, you've got a whole load of, if you like, general consumer type applications and then a whole load of enterprise applications. Yeah. And as you know, and obviously 5G is is still evolving and we have yeah. the different drops of of the standardization. So running through at least 16, 17, 18, what have you. 
and yeah. you know what we're going to see in this you know in the coming so i guess sort of 12 18 months is is start of an increase of say 5g reduced capability or red cap as it's called which then brings 5g to things like wearables so watches or smart glasses right. or things like that and that then opens up a another whole market area if you like so yeah we're seeing lots and lots of interests all across as you say from 5g private wireless enterprise domain across yeah. to to consumer area as well Luke. so it's 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 exciting times yeah really good. yeah 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 100 100 it's um it's a strange one because i know a lot of people obviously started talking about like you know the evolution and eventually moving into like 6g and i just think you know obviously 5g is <laughs> not even really like they're still yeah. upgrading a lot of uh, a lot of networks from 4g to 5g so exactly um, it's exactly. still quickly. an ongoing activity yeah and and yeah i mean obviously 6g is on the horizon there's obviously mm. there's work around what that may look like from a standardization mm. perspective but sure. we've, as an industry we've got to get 5g working and out 5G, yes. you know, ubiquitous across multiple use cases, and that that will make the success that 5G will be. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Okay, cool. No worries. And do, do you work specifically more so? I know you said obviously you've got the kind of consumer, like straight consumer applications of of 5G, and you've got the more enterprise focused stuff as well. Do you tend to focus in any kind of particular area at all in, in your role? Like, do you look after particular business units or yeah so for, for me i'm i focus in towards a tier one operator in the uk okay right but that then will cover consumer applications or enterprise applications oh, okay. anything that's a 5g use case then yeah that would come to me yeah Sure. Okay, cool. Good stuff. Um, and just on that, obviously, the, we'll talk there about the kind of ever-changing tech and how quickly it's evolving. Um, from your perspective, like, what would you say is the kind of biggest technical advancement that you've witnessed in your career to date? Yeah, okay. Um, I, so I I started my career in telecoms in 87, Lewis. Yeah. Right? And just to put stuff in context, when I when I was living with my parents at home, yeah, um, we had a telephone at home. It had yeah. a party line, and that was the entire telecoms tech that we've had. And now we've got a supercomputer in your hand that mm. you can run your life on. Yeah, so. Mm. You know, so there's been massive innovation, massive things that have shifted it. If you wanted me to call out a couple, um, Mm. I would, you know, obviously the advent of mobile. So launching 2G was a significant step on the way. It was voice only, as as you'd know. Yeah. Um, And then I would say moving from dial up Internet to broadband was another significant enabler. And that coupled with Wi-Fi. Um, they, you know, so I would say they, they were the significant enablers that, you know, have enabled things like, you know, things that we use all the time, you know, Google or whatever it is. Um, yeah, they are. And everything that we do today on our phones, whether it's banking, booking a holiday, whatever it is, it's and on the mobile side, obviously 2G, but then mobile moving to data. So we, we kind of went through 3G, which was the first part of providing data. 
Yeah. Uh, it was fairly clunky. It was very right. slow. The yeah. the computing power equally on the on the devices were not where they needed to be. So that transition to 4G then really enabled kind of where we are today, coupled with obviously the ongoing increase in computing capability. Yeah. So you've got to have that computing capability, that system sure. on chip capability on the devices. So yeah. I think they, 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 you know, they are massive enablers to, to, yeah. to enable what we're doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and obviously you mentioned you, you kind of like started off in the uh, MOD and then you've transitioned through and obviously you've been at, been at Nokia quite uh, a long time now. So um, over the course of your career, would you say that there's any particular, like, what would you say the biggest challenge has been that, that you've kind of faced in your career so far? Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's interesting because I would view that most challenges are kind of also opportunities as well. Yeah. So so um, so there's challenges every day, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. you know getting the new tech out to the customer, whatever it is, you know, yeah. getting new product evolved. But that's there and that exists the whole time. I think yeah. if if you wanted me to call out a particular challenge that I turned into an opportunity that stayed with me a long time when i when i finished my apprenticeship um and i started started working and i and i met the head of the department and basically he kind of said and i i, I was ready to work right i've done four years of apprenticeship ready to crack on yeah. and and he kind of said you know that's great but a lot of the people were bringing on are graduates and i'm like I've just worked my butt off for four years and i kind of <laughs> yeah I, yeah and i and then I thought about it and I thought, well, actually, you know, I just need to keep on learning. And and that's what I've ended up doing for the whole of my career. And I've had to keep on learning because the technology's evolved every month, every year. It doesn't every week. It doesn't say it stays still. So so the set what, what I thought was a setback or a challenge that actually maybe my qualification wasn't good enough. I t- turned it around to say, okay, yeah. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to keep on learning. So I went on and did various other trainings and what have you, and still continue to train and learn today, Lewis. So yeah, I think yeah. and I think we have to do it, all of us in this industry. It's so yeah. fast moving, you you can't stay still. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think that that's always like a a big topic. You know, when we speak to people, is that the training and development side, I know like certifications is another one that always comes up. Yeah. You know, like, are they yeah. worth doing or, you know, do you have the knowledge? If you yeah, have the knowledge, exactly. sorry, like, is it worth spending the money on it, for example? But yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that yeah. um, obviously if you don't, you get left yeah, we're all, And we're all in control of that. Yeah, we we're, we yeah. take that responsibility ourselves to, to then develop, to find stuff out, to learn mm. whatever it is. And, Obviously, yeah, the telecoms industry is so broad. There's yeah. no, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's loads of opportunities. Yeah, there is loads of opportunities. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I know you said obviously that there's quite a lot of different challenges you face quite quite frequently. Obviously, you see them as an opportunity. I mean, what's your kind of like thought process in terms of how you like overcome those challenges? Do you face every challenge the same way, or with the same process, or do you approach it differently depending? Yeah, I think it it does depend on the nature of the challenge. Um, yeah. So I I invariably pull people in whatever the challenge is. It's you 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 know there's a 
there's a big team of people at Nokia. Mm. Um, there's a big team of people who I work with in the customer. Mm. And invariably, most challenges I find are best addressed together as part of a team. Sure. Um, so, you, you know, and, and I think being really crystal clear what it is, right? Because we can all dance around handbags and kind of <laughs> not get there. So, yeah. you know, so clarity, you know, being absolutely clear what it is that the challenge and what do we need to do about it what are the timelines nailing it down you, you know you gotta you can't have open-ended kind of targets to do something it's got to be locked in you yeah. got to get that agreed across the team and uh and typically with the customer then as well and that's and that's the general approach that i'd always take lewis yeah yeah Okay, great. No, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so now I'll move on to like more kind of present and what, what you're doing right now. Obviously, sure, you've sure. kind of covered it off a little bit, but um, what does your role kind of look like, like day to day out of interest for someone who's uh, who's listening? Yeah, so so really what I'm what I'm looking at, Lewis, is is how how do we make how do we bring 5G in a way that's relevant, that can that's monetizable? Right. So right. we talk about enhanced mobile broadband. So 5G is faster than 4G. Great. Right. Mm. But what else can be, what else can be done with it? What other use cases can can we use that creates benefit for end customers? Right. Whatever yeah. that may be, whether it's in the enterprise space or consumer space. So we we work and look across a you know a range of industries you know it could be could be healthcare for instance mm. you know it could be I talked about wearables earlier as well but really seeking to identify then how we can move or employ or use 5G in ways that probably 4G hasn't been used and because 5G has different capabilities it yeah it's sure. faster etc so so mm. what i'm looking you know so what i do then is is basically so it working with customers in terms mm. of understanding what those use cases could be um working with our product lines to ensuring that we've got a roadmap coming forward etc so so it's really sort of if you like the glue between how the product evolves where the market's going and and managing managing that forward and driving that forward yeah fair yeah yeah okay okay cool no interesting interesting do you find that there are like again are there any like sort of common trends in that you're finding in terms of you know where the market's going or, or any particular kind of like use cases um outside of what we discussed earlier yeah i, I mean i think largely we touched on them earlier so it's, uh, I, I mean, it's there's there's you know we we haven't talked much about say enhanced reality and or virtual reality. Um, yeah. I think all of that plays into it as well. So that's you know that's another example of of in, engagements that we'd be having looking yeah. at how how that again can can be delivered as a service out to end customers. Mm. So there's yeah as I say there's multiple multiple activities yeah. Right, understood, understood. Is there anything in particular about your role that like really excites you or anything? Is there one thing that kind of sticks out that excites you the most, perhaps, in terms of your role? I, 
Yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, what I love about it is it's, this is new stuff. I mean, we're, you know, I talked to you earlier about the technological revolutions, you know, of moving from 2G to 4G or moving just from dial up to broadband. And, and we are living through a technological revolution with 5G. It's it's enabling so many different things. And, And that's what's exciting about it is you've got, you know, the, the art of, possible you know you, you, you there's almost no limits yeah and and i find i find that newness um you know really invigorating that that what else can we do with it what's what else where could we where can we push the boundaries yeah, maybe, yeah? and yeah it's it's not it's not then just a routine though it's yeah, yeah it's this it's something new so that's that, that for me that newness and that striving to push forward that's that's what excites me and that mm. we you know that and that it benefits people you know it, it enhances productivity enhances you know their, like their happiness for they, they can do things better or what, whatever it is so yeah yeah so all of that i see is is really positive that's 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 what i enjoy about it yeah yeah are there any kind of particular I don't know, maybe like case studies or examples. I know you said there about kind of like making people's lives better, um, which yeah, I, I definitely agree with. So are there any that sort of stick out in your minds uh, with regards to that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a whole load of healthcare yeah. applications. So you know, we talk about, um, you know, I talked about Red Cap earlier, reduced capability on 5G. You know, there's a whole load of things. You know potential heart monitoring type things blood pressure type monitoring things that could be going that live data over 5g yeah it's all there's a wearable it could be you know if an older person who can't get out they're stuck in an old home and then all of that data can be collected and monitored sure. you know yeah. automatically because the, the thing that goes with this as well is you know the whole artificial intelligence and automation because that's a critical element in making also making a success of 5g because there's so much data so how do you automate yeah. what it is you're going to do so you know that's an example use case that i think we we will see that in the coming years undoubtedly yeah, yeah. definitely yeah i was um i was at a uh connected britain um okay yes ago and there's yeah, a yeah. talk around uh 5g like use cases and um they're mentioning like you said there on the healthcare side they're using uh i think it's uh like 5g and iot to monitor it was like room temperatures in um people yeah. that needed like care yeah so it was like yes. to see if they were like turning the heating on just before like the carer arrived or whether it was constantly at a certain temperature and stuff like that so yes. it's yeah. more of like a test bed environment but yeah. um but, but, yeah. but exactly but they they would you know quite easily translatable into real life and all those things yeah. exactly for, for the benefit of you know benefiting people yeah absolutely so yeah yeah, yeah. really interesting yeah great good stuff good stuff um and in terms of in terms of the type of role that you're in um would you say there are any particular sort of like skills or qualities that that you you need to be able to do the role effectively yeah um i think i think you need to be tenacious you can't let go of things you you i think um you need to be able to listen to people i think you also need to be able to question and ask you know (laughs) equally as well yeah um 
I think so c- communication super important of course mm. um yeah I mean obviously technical background fine that that's helpful but I think those sorts of skills definitely people skills being being wanting to be with people is uh, you know yeah. kind of fairly fundamental if I just wanted to lock myself yeah. away in a room it probably wouldn't work yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent Hundred percent. You would have probably stayed down the technical route then, though. No? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Cool. Well, out of those skills, like, would you say you've have you always had those those skills and attributes, or have you had to learn any of them at all over the course of your career? Yeah, I think I think some are learned and some are some are probably developed. Um, yeah. So. So, so, so basic things like, you, you know, if you like presentation, so we talk about communications or presentation skills. I mean, back in the day, we used to use acetate and overhead projectors and stuff like that. Right. You see, yeah. see in history yeah, books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but, you know, we went through training and stuff of how to give a pres- presentation. Yeah? And, yeah. And, and those and then you transition, obviously, to laptop and everything else. And um, yeah, it's having that ongoing training is super important. Leadership training leading yeah. teams really important so having leadership qualities being able to lead a team across across a number of different geographies super important so yeah and having yeah. training around that you know that, i mean that's that I, i've been blessed with some excellent training i've had and coaching really, yeah. over the years i'd have to say Lewis. yeah 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 do you do you feel like say for example like managing a team obviously most people don't start out straight away managing people right so would you would you say that it's better to kind of like learn as you as you go or would you say you would always recommend like say if you're about to take a team on that you do training before that or, i think, or I think you need you you you'd be advised to do training during until you're doing it you kind of don't know what you don't know yeah i, th- I think i think it's 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 help i mean equally you can observe people who are managing teams well and maybe observe people who aren't you know and then when, yeah. when you when you take that step up you, yeah you you take those inputs um mm. and it's always helpful if you've got if you you know you're working into somebody you've got that them acting as a, acting maybe as a mentor so that yeah. you're picking up what it is you need to do to be able to manage a team and and, and getting that feedback so asking the questions you know where do I need to develop so that when you kind of hit when you get the to the point where you're running or leading a team you yeah. kind of hit the ground running it's yeah so and yeah. then and then there's the finessing of it which where which is then I think where leadership courses and stuff are really helpful right yeah okay not yeah. interesting good stuff um and in in your kind of opinion then like well do you believe the industry of 5G is like, I don't know, perhaps like, uh, would you, first of all, would you say it's like a good industry to pursue a career in? But um, secondly, would you say, because obviously a lot of people are listening are probably going to be like network engineers, that kind of stuff. What would you say kind of like the key differences are in terms of where your career can go if you were to say work for a company like Nokia as, as opposed to a company like say Cisco, for example? Yeah, I, I, I mean, so the, the telecoms industry is a great industry and whether yeah. you're in fixed or mobile. I, I, mm. So, again, I've worked in both. I've enjoyed yeah. both. Um, I, I, I would, my advice would be follow what your heart says and what interests you. So 
for me, yeah. I, I I wanted to go down the sales route. Equally, I could have looked at a project management route. Yeah. And that was a conscious decision that I made quite a long time ago. Yeah. Because of what I was interested in, in, in you know, in terms of sales and engaging with people and that that sort of yeah. hunting type of activity, if you like. Sure. Um, but, you know, you know, for telecom network engineers, you, you know, it's it's a great industry where, as you say, Cisco, Nokia, two great big companies with loads of technology doing loads of great stuff. Yeah. Um, they're, they're obviously different cultures. Um, yeah. And working in largely different sort of spaces. Um, some overlap, I guess. Um, yeah. But, you, you know, just follow what interests you, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and just on that as well, it's just an interesting point that you mentioned, obviously, that, you know, Cisco, Nokia, for example, two very big companies in the sector, but like very different in terms of the culture. Um, yeah. How do how do you find it in terms of the culture working for uh, Nokia, like an international company? Because, again, like a lot of people listening might work for like smaller companies where they're like fully UK based. Um, I think is it Espoo? in finland yes, like, yeah so yeah, exactly so, so, so yeah, yeah so not yeah headquartered in finland um so i mean it, it's it's a great company it's got a great culture mm. um things like learning you know development absolutely encouraged uh mm. we're you know we put a lot of money into r d obviously to so we've got class leading products we put a lot of money it also an effort into working on standardization bodies to help move the industry forward, et cetera. Um, equally, ESG considerations are top of mind as well as so environmental, social governance. So NOC is a highly ethical company, which for me personally, I really, really appreciate. Um, so mm-hmm. as an overall package then, you know, it's it's a great place which is why i'm still here basically yeah <laughs> i was gonna say it wouldn't uh it wouldn't yeah. be a bad place to work if you've yeah. been there for so long so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly yeah no nice good stuff good stuff enjoying the conversation so far interested in following a similar career path why don't you take a look at our jobs page where you'll find your next opportunity head to www.hamilton-barnes.com forward slash jobs in terms of like people just going back to like the sort of pursuit of, of the career side of things, um, would you say there's any particular reason as to why? I know you appreciate you said that, you know, fixed and, and mobile can coexist. But um, yeah. would you say there's any kind of like reasons why someone should pursue mobile over fixed or fixed over mobile, for example? Any considerations? I think, I mean, the technical network and engineers, I guess it will come back to their technical background. Um, yeah. Certainly there are, you know, the, you've got RF engineers, obviously, you know, you've got IP engineers. Um, yeah. Again, honestly, it it's whatever interests you, it, in, in my mind, Louis. I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't, uh, hand on heart, I can't see that one is per se better than the other or provides better opportunities yeah uh, yeah so i was yeah <laughs> it's yeah fair yeah yeah okay nice good stuff good stuff um 
And in in terms of uh, in terms of people sort of like wanting to get into the industry, like would you would you give any so someone who's like just starting out? Uh, would you have any kind of advice that you'd want to give uh, to people who are looking to start their career in the telecom space? Yeah, I mean, uh, just keep on learning. Just you know, be yeah. like a sponge, suck it all in. Just keep on pushing. Yeah. Keep on pushing. Uh, keep on having that thirst for learning. Work yeah. with colleagues, customers, um, yeah, and 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 have you know have belief. Keep you know have belief where that the industry will keep on evolving because it will. I mean, it, uh, we can we, we touched on six G. We haven't really mentioned six G. It wasn't the intention that we would do today necessarily. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's you can see it's evolving. Yeah. It's yeah. There, there's you know so beyond this decade, there's more stuff, more stuff coming on the line. So it's it, it it's i think if you want to you can make it a career for life but it's not like it's a career that's static and doesn't move it's a career that provides lots of opportunities lots of different yeah. paths at various points in time to go different ways and to keep on learning yeah 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 fair okay nice was that was there any particular sort of training or anything like that that you when you started out were very like intent on doing or i mean so when i started out i i yeah. certainly had technical training you know you know yeah. getting that because i started off in technical roles as i said yeah. before so that was that was super important to mm. to be comfortable with the tech um, yeah so but again, again it depends where you want to go if you whether it's a Say as I said, a project management role or sales role or still a technical role. There's lots of yeah. different opportunities. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, and we, we've already kind of touched on the future, I guess, in terms of you know the evolution of the tech and how that applies to different types of use cases and how that's constantly growing and expanding and, and developing. Yeah. But um, do you see where do you kind of see yourself fitting in? into that like do you see yourself being very much the same as you are now or, or do you see yourself moving into a different type of role in the future like what are your kind of thoughts on that yeah so at the moment i'm still enjoying this this business at development activity if i'm honest lewis um yeah. however we we've 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 got uh, an intake of apprentices or so sales right. associates um yeah. so and I, so i'm really keen to help impart my knowledge and my help and support for those guys to bring along the you know the next generation of yeah. um you know of of telecoms experts you know in whichever field they they end up landing in um or, yeah. or, you know, the the intent is that these apprentices or sales associates end up in a sales environment um yeah. so to help and guide and coach and provide that sort of support. So for me, that's that's a that's an area I'm definitely interested to to increase over the coming years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more around like the kind of L and D side of things. Yeah. So it's supporting, coaching yeah. that that's that tutoring sure. potentially outside, you know, and outside of Nokia. Yeah, providing some tutoring potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, the STEM activities yeah. for instance you know there's lots there's lots of opportunities to to help bring or encourage the next generation of people into the telecoms industry yeah 
yeah no absolutely absolutely okay cool interesting um and is there anything else you'd like to sort of achieve or accomplish in your career that you, you haven't really had the opportunity to do yet I so I it, that that's what I'm looking to do next. I mean, it, it is yeah. so in terms in terms of um, deals and stuff. I've I've pretty I've got a lot of deals that I've done. I want to yeah. still make five G uh, use cases real and get yeah. get those monetized. So that's absolutely what I'm targeting to do. So so yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's really the next focus for me. That's what I want. That's what I want to do is to, to to make it real, make it make it workable. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Um. Great. And then, so obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we've got like a few quick fire questions. These are just ones that sure. we ask everyone. Okay. Um. Okay. As I say, you don't have to answer them with like one word right. if you don't want to. But okay. Uh. Yeah. See. However you see fit. So. Okay. Um, what uh what book would you recommend someone to uh to read uh okay um it's an interesting one um if i if i keep it as a um sort of work oriented recommendation mm-hmm. yeah then the one i would go for would be the artist's way at work which right. i read about 20 years ago and it was I was going through a period of coaching at the time, and it basically was how how do you kind of the, the thing it's seeking to deal with is how do you manage your work life and your home life, if you like, or work life outside work, and then make it all work together and de- use right. your creativity to help in you know to in both fields such that it's kind of works together rather than kind of in disharmony if you like so it was it was really interesting so I found it a really interesting journey and I through that process I ended up falling back in love with music if you like and then picking up the saxophone oh nice so so yeah so so yeah I mean so one it helped me at work but two it helped me in my life outside work so yeah and and again it, it depends if you're if people are struggling to with that home work life balance and well, stuff outside of work is a bit kind of not where it should be if you like I, yeah it's it was a great book to work through um some really powerful exercises in there to think about and yeah. work through which yeah which worked for me yeah okay no interesting and what what about like sort of non like work or development related uh book recommendation yeah um blimey I, I read quite a lot of books um the most recent book i read was the spirit engineer by aj west and that was set at the turn of the last century around the start of the first world war and after um the sinking of the titanic when actually seances became quite popular to try to reconnect people with people who their loved ones who uh, yeah. lost in, in the titanic that was an interest so it was an interesting yeah. read that's the most recent one i've read so that that's uh nice yeah cool nice yeah. um what's, what's your morning routine uh morning i 
So I get up, um, I'll cup of green tea, yoga, and then um, depending whether I've got, I'm out for a customer meeting or what, we check it, well, invariably checking emails, see what's come in. And then if I'm going out to a customer meeting and find out on the train wherever, if yeah. I'm not doing that, then I'll try and fit in a swim or a yoga session before. So I'll get up early, basically, get stuff yeah. done. And then then I find the exercise, swimming first thing in the morning, then I, I'm really ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. Just frees up my mind for the rest of the day. Yeah, interesting. Nice. Good stuff. Um, what career did you sort of dream of when you were younger and growing up? Um, well, we were chatting about sport just before we started the interview. So yeah. football was one of them for sure. Yeah. Um, musician as well, frustrated musician. So I yeah. liked to up again after I was set up to phone. So yeah, yeah, they were definitely ones when I was when I was a kid I was definitely wanting to do. Yeah. Do you just yeah. play saxophone or do you play anything else? I I just play saxophone, yeah. Yeah. But with with the telecoms <laughs> telecoms role, uh, I don't get time to do anything else, unfortunately. But anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And then where where did you play uh what position did you play in football? Uh I was normally uh a right winger. Oh right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was my favourite position, yeah. Yeah, oh, good yeah, stuff. Good, yeah. good stuff, good stuff. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, blimey. Um, I've been in lots of advice <laughs> over the years. Um, so, uh, so best piece of advice probably was from my father-in-law. He yeah. said, there's just one little phrase you need to remember, Phil, and that's yes, dear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Best piece of advice ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and then what is your favourite uh, place that you have ever visited? As in like, yeah, like holiday destination or business? Uh, or... Okay. Um, well, our go-to holiday destination is Cornwall. But um, nice. one of the, yeah, we so we love it down there, swimming, surfing and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. One of the favourite ones I'd probably say was Sri Lanka. Just yeah. Did that about five years ago. Yeah. So absolutely fantastic country, uh, full of culture, sight, yeah. sounds, um, food, great. Um, I have surfing as well. So yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So nice. I would probably go back there in a heartbeat, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 So anywhere that's got good surfing, basically. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got the. Yeah, you got the theme running there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. I've never done it myself, but I think I've always you wanted should. to do yeah, so, um, it. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Okay, that, that, well, that's uh, that's all the questions I've got uh, for you, Good. Phil. So unless, have you got anything else that you'd like to sort of cover off or mention at all? No, I think that's good. Thanks for your time, Lewis. It's been, been a great pleasure being here with you and talking with you today. Thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. No worries at all. Thanks, Phil. Um, great. Uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. Um, and yeah, we'll see, catch you uh, next time in the next uh, episode. Hamilton Barnes, thanks you for listening to today's episode. Whether you're looking for that next big opportunity or looking for like-minded people to join your team, we'd love to hear from you. So please don't be shy. Get in contact. We look forward to hearing from you. Call us on 0207 808 
1415 or email us at hello at hamilton-barnes.com.